great to see everyone today. Um, we're going to continue looking at. Heaven, God's kingdom, that we have certain expectations, we have inheritances, we have redemption, we have forgiveness, we have adoption, we have salvation, yes? And that's because we are citizens of, of heaven. I want to look at a few passages 
um, with you today. Um, but it is, it, it, it's, it's critical to understand the idea of citizenship. Uh, now, lest I forget, I, have, I left a note, because uh, how many have started watching Chosen? And did you just do that to me? I, th I think I just got one of these. I got, I got called on the carpet last week for not, uh, for not asking folks, but I know some other folks have, have started watching it. Keep, keep trying, keep trying. Fantastic, fantastic show. Uh, uplifting and, and encouraging. In our Philippians um, letter today, as Sean read, Paul says, brothers, join me, or join in imitating me, which is, a, which is a strong thing to say, right? Imitate me, and he has said this before, imitate me as I imitate Christ. And keep your eyes, we're back to that ocular theme that he started at the outset of this letter. Keep your eyes on those who walk. There's our walkabout. Keep your eyes on the folks that walk according to the example that you saw in him, right? The example that was laid, that was laid out. And why is that important, right? Keep your eyes on the faithful. Keep your eyes on the church. Why? Because there are many whom I have often told you and now tell you even with tears they walk, their walkabout um, is that they are enemies of the cross of Christ. Uh, their end, their end, compared to and contrasted to our end, their end is destruction, their God is their belly or their appetites, depending upon your translation, and their glory, and he has discussed this before, right? He referred to the things that we used to do in which we were ashamed, right? Their glory, they glory in their shame. They celebrate their shame. We, we see it no more clearly, nothing new, but we see it very, very clearly uh, going on these days. Glorying in shameful, sinful behavior with minds set on earthly things, not on the things that are, that are set above. But, he says, our citizenship, our citizenship is in heaven, uh, and from heaven we await a Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ, who will transform our lowly body to be like His glorious body. Right, And this all has to do with the idea of citizenship. He was going to transform us from our earthly, mortal, fleshly state um, to be like His glorious body by the power that enables Him even to subject all things to Himself. Therefore, my brothers, whom I love and long for, right, my joy and my crown, which He started again at the outset of this letter, this idea of you complete me, right? Derry McGuire was not the first to say that. Paul, you complete me by being joy and crown. Stand firm thus in the Lord, my beloved. There's so many places that we could go in looking at this. From, you know, in Ephesians and in the Gospels, you know, if you, if you come to the, to, the, to, to, the, to the banquet without the right clothing, if you're not clothed in Christ, you, know, you do not get in. To, to the banquet. We're told in Ephesians 1 that we are marked with the Holy Spirit, right? We're given the Holy Spirit and marked as a pledge for the things that are to come, for that inheritance, that redemption, right? That salvation that awaits us, right? That is there, that is reality, right? 
um, Hebrews 12, 1 and 2, right? The idea of, of seeing and believing in something that we can't touch, can't feel, can't put our eyes on it, but we believe it's there. By the way, that, the, the word for evidence there um, is, is translated, can be translated concrete. Even though we can't see it or touch it, it's, we believe in God so much that it's like having concrete evidence in, in our hands. And that is our citizenship. Hebrews 11. Um, and, and we just, uh, again, we don't have time. I guess we could take time, but we don't typically. But there's, there, there's so much. There's so much. But here in Hebrews 11, by faith Abraham obeyed when he was called to go out to a place uh, that he was to receive as an inheritance. And he went out not knowing where he was going. By faith he went to live in the land of promise uh, as in a foreign land, living in tents with Isaac and Jacob. We oftentimes forget, I believe, when, when Abraham left, that he, he took everybody with him. His, the sons of promise went with Abraham to this other land to which he was called by God, heirs with him of the same promise. For he was looking forward to the city that has foundations, whose designer and builder is God. By faith Sarah herself received power uh, to conceive even when she was past the age, since she considered him faithful who had promised. Therefore, from one man and him as good as dead were born descendants, as many as the stars of the heaven, as many as the um, innumerable grains of sand by the seashore. These all died, listen to this carefully, they all died in faith, not having received the things promised, right? Had not come about yet. Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, they all died. Jacob died in Egypt. And he told his, 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 his children to take his bones and carry it into the, the promised land, to take him home, right, where they weren't even residing yet. But he, he, he considered that home, right? Having, but having seen them and greeted them from afar. See that? They... they, they they did not receive the physical inheritance, but they saw it and greeted it, welcomed it from afar, having acknowledged that they were strangers and exiles on the earth. For people who speak thus make it clear that they are seeking a homeland. If they had been thinking of that land from which they had gone out, they would have had an opportunity to return, right? Remember the children of Israel, after they had been freed, after they had been calling out for, to God for deliverance, um, he delivered them, and immediately they started complaining and moaning and groaning, right, about, about having to walk and having to eat the same food, right? Um, and they, and they, they even went so far as to say, you know, we'd be better off back in Egypt than they'd be dying out here, All right? A contrast between those that look behind and those that look ahead to somewhere else that they intend on belonging. But as it is, they desire a better country, that is, a heavenly one. Therefore, God is not ashamed to be called their God, for he has prepared for them a city. And this is a section I wish 
I, I, I had to cut a bunch of it out, quite honestly. But, but go back and read um, 1 Corinthians 15 when you get an opportunity this week. Um, it, it, is, it, it is so deep. It is so reassuring. Uh, whenever I um, have the opportunity to uh, conduct a, a funeral for a Christian, I, without, without fail, I go to this, to this passage because this passage, um, as, as Paul wrote to the Corinthian church, um, describes to them the, the hope and the beauty of what awaits us as we go take our final place, as we move to, to heaven, as we move to that final place where we have eternal citizenship. But we're just going to look at, at this particular section here toward the end. He says, I tell you this, brothers, flesh and blood cannot inherit the kingdom of God. And, and that's why, yeah, now I'm not going to go back and read it, but do it. He goes back and he, he spends a lot of time talking about the, the transition of things, how they, how they move in God's design, how they move from something that is less to something that is more, to something that is great, to something that is, is permanent, um, glorious, and, and eternal. And this is his, his capsulation of it. I, I tell you, brothers, flesh and blood cannot inherit the kingdom of God, nor does the perishable inherit the imperishable, right? Flesh. Behold, I tell you a mystery. We shall not all sleep, but we shall all be changed. Uh, in a moment, in the twinkling of an eye, at the last trumpet, for the trumpet will sound and the dead will be raised imperishable. And we shall be changed. For this perishable body must, right? Here's the mystery. This perishable body must put on the imperishable. And this mortal body must put on immortality. When the perishable puts on the imperishable and the mortal puts on immortality, then shall come to pass. Then shall come to pass the saying that is written, death is swallowed up in victory. Now I always believe that I'm not going to scream it, but I, it, whenever I read this, it, I, I read it, um, and in my head, it is something that is stated with extreme emphasis, uh, firmness, a, a, a shout that says, Oh, death, where is your victory? Oh, death, where is your sting? The sting of death is sin, and the power of sin is the law. But when the imperishable puts on when the perishable puts on the imperishable right thanks be to God who gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ therefore my beloved brothers be steadfast immovable always abounding in the work of the Lord knowing that uh, in the Lord your labor is not in vain citizenship Right? We, we have got to continue to, to work and encourage and challenge one another to keep our, 
our heads, our minds, our eyes, right? That ocular that he's been talking about, right? Looking at the right thing, looking at the right people, following, following along with, with the right people, the right walkabout, right? So that, so that our vision is taking us to the place where we have that eternal citizenship, right? Where, where ID is Im important, right? We're going to look at, at the last passage um, to, to try and wrap it up, but God knows who belongs to Him, right? Only those that are in Jesus Christ are His, right? Jesus Christ said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. And no one, no one comes to the Father except through me. There are no exceptions to it. It is, it is in Jesus Christ that we find that citizenship. It is through Jesus Christ that we are able to put on that imperishable, that immortality, right, which is required and necessary to, to have that transition, right? It, it's a, I don't enjoy thinking about death. It's, it's scary. Spooky, it's morbid, right? But he wants us to know, right? He wants us to know that it is a transition to that which is necessary, right? To, to belong and to be with him for all eternity. And what he's going to tell us here in Revelation, right, is, is stark, right? You are unique. Your soul is unique. No one else in, in the history of mankind, I've, I've, I've read some stuff, done some math, you know, it's estimated that over 100 billion people, and that's been several years ago, but 100, 110 billion people have at one point in time lived on, on the earth. Right, wrong, indifferent, a lot of people, right? A lot of, lot, of, lot of people. And every one of them had a unique soul. It was unique. Every individual was formed in the womb, right, by God, by God's hand, you're unique, right, you are, you are you, you are you, it's that, it's that eternal within you that still, you know, feels like you're however old you think you are, right, if you, you know, if you feel like you're 18 or 20, even though when you look in the mirror, you're not anymore, right, that, that eternal soul is your unique stamp of identity that God has given you. Revelation. Then came one of the seven angels um, who had the seven bowls full of the seven last plagues and spoke to me saying, come I will show you the bride. That's us. Come I will show you the bride, the wife of the lamb. And he carried me away in the spirit to a great high mountain and showed me the holy city Jerusalem coming down out of the heavens from God, having the glory of God, uh, its radiance like a most rare jewel, like a jasper clear as crystal. It had a great high wall with 12 gates, uh, and the gates 12 angels, and on the gates the names of the 12 tribes of the sons of Israel were inscribed. Uh, on the east three gates, on the north three gates, the south three gates, and on the west three gates. And the wall of the city had 12 foundations, and on them were the 12 names of the 12 
apostles of the Lamb. And the one who spoke with me had a measuring rod of gold uh, to measure the city and its gates and walls. Uh, the city lies four square, its length with the same uh, as its width, and it measured the city with his rod, 12,000 stadia. Its length and width and height are equal. He also measured its wall, 144 cubits by human measurement, which is also uh, an angel's measurement. And the wall was built of jasper, while the city was um, pure gold, like clear glass. He's, in, in, in human description, he's, he's describing that country of citizenship for the bride. A few verses. The foundations of the wall of the city were adorned with every kind of jewel. The first was jasper, the second sapphire, the third um, agate, and the fourth emerald. The fifth onyx, the sixth uh, carnelian, and the seventh chrysolite. The eighth beryl, and the ninth topaz, the tenth chrysophrase, the eleventh uh, jacinth, and the twelfth uh, amethyst. And the twelve gates, uh, and on the twelve gates were twelve pearls. Each of the gates made a single pearl. And the street of city, the street of the city of uh, the city was pure gold, like transparent glass. And I saw no temple in the city, for its temple is the Lord God, and the Almighty, and the Lamb. And the city has no need of sun or moon to shine on it, for the glory of God gives it light, and its lamp is the Lamb. By its light will the nations walk, and the kings of the earth will bring their glory into it, and its gates will never be shut by day, and there will be no night there. They will bring into it the glory and the honor of the nations. But nothing unclean will ever enter it, nor anyone who does what is detestable or false, but only those who are written in the Lamb's book of life. Right? Lamb's book of life. Our citizenship is there, and, and we certainly cannot read Revelation, uh, you know, and, and, and see this description of that, of that place and not understand the majesty of it and also not understand the idea that's made very clear that it is only for those who have been given citizenship through the blood of Jesus Christ. There will be nothing unclean ever will enter it, nor anyone. Right? There'll be no sin there, there'll be, there'll be nothing sinful there, there'll be no one who does what is detestable or false. Those who glory, as he described in Philippians, those who glory in their shame, but only those who are written in the Lamb's book of life. That is, that is our lesson for today, um, to, to keep our eyes and our walk focused on where our citizenship lies, because um, it lies in heaven with God and our, and our Lord Jesus Christ. And that should give us encouragement and strength, uh, put a spring in our step, right, to move that direction, to, to reaffirm ourselves, to walk along with those and to keep our eyes on those that are walking in that direction, not 
not in not in earthly, uh, mortal, perishable directions, but in in that way. With that, lesson's yours. Um, if there's anyone here that has never put Christ on, we would encourage you to do so. Um, it is it is never too late until it is, and so if you've never done that, we so encourage you to do it. If there's any other need that you might have, please come um, while we stand, while Cody leads us in a song. <clears throat> come thou fount of every blessing, tune my heart to sing thy grace. Streams of mercy never ceasing Call for songs of loudest praise Teach me some melodious sonnet Sung by flaming tongues above Praise the mountain Fixed upon it, mount of thy redeeming love. So here I raise my Ebenezer, hither by thy help I've come. And I hope by thy good pleasure, Safely to arrive at home. Jesus sought me when a stranger, Wandering from the fold of God, He to rescue me from danger, Interposed his precious blood. Oh, to grace, how great a debtor daily I'm constrained to be. So let thy goodness, like a fetter, bind my wandering heart to thee prone to wander lord i feel it prone to leave the god i love here's my heart oh take and seal it seal it for thy courts above please be seated We've got a couple of announcements today, um, along with several, several prayer requests. The uh, men's study, um, the uh, meeting time has been moved to 6 p.m. Uh, to accommodate for the, uh, the um, adult small group that is uh, restarting. Um, and also, from an uh, announcement standpoint, is the... Uh, the Friendsgiving, um, the Young Adult Friendsgiving is here tonight at 6 p.m. Um, there's plenty of food, so even if you haven't uh, or, or don't have anything prepared, don't, don't worry about that. Just please come um, and, uh, and be a part of that at 6 o'clock. 
uh, tonight in Fellowship Hall, I presume, yes. And uh, our congregational Thanksgiving potluck is November 12th, which would be next Sunday, if my math is correct. It usually is spot on, um, right? Well, 5 and 7 is 12, that's easy. Uh, <clears throat> right, but that's, so that's next week. Um, invite friends, neighbors, that's, that is a great uh, challenge for us. Um, we need turkeys, so see uh, Karen Martin uh, to be able to sign up and bring a... I'm sorry? We only, have one we only have one turkey so far, so we need some turkeys, right? So you turkeys, get some turkeys and get them over to, to care. Now, um, do they need to be prepared or... So, so cook them before you give them to her, okay? Don't just bring a bunch of frozen turkeys over and drop them off um, at their place. But so we need some. How many do we need? Okay, so we need so we need four more. So we need four more folks. I've got a frozen duck I picked up at Aldi. Um, that's got nothing to do with anything. I just I pictured it in the freezer, um, but I've been wanting to try duck and, and never have. So I'm going to give that a go. But anyway, we need some turkeys. And then everything else is, is potluck a la carte. So plan on coming next week and bring in some side dishes and desserts and uh, stay for that, that great period of, of fellowship, folks. Um, okay, we've got, we've got some announcements or, or some, some prayer requests we need to be uh, aware of. Obviously, the, uh, the Lanier's are home today. If you didn't miss them, uh, you should have. Um, but they're, they're all home. Um, they're okay, but uh, Jimmy was, was sick with COVID. Um, and so they just are, are staying in so that they're not spreading it. Uh, he is, he's doing much, much better. Uh, Dorothy uh, has given us an update on Connie Abel. Uh, her cancer has not spread, but it also has not shrunk.